Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Thompson, joined by my co-host, Austin Hill. Today, we're in part four in our conversation. We hope you enjoy. I always said, like, I, I don't have an off switch. I have, like, a breaker. It has to be blown. Like, for me, we had to run out of alcohol or I had to be thrown out. Something had to happen. There had to be an event. It wasn't like I could just say, well, eh, I'm kind of done, you know, because I just was never done. You know, I was going to drink till the bar closed. I was going to drink till the alcohol was gone. I was going to drink. And, you know, and many people would say, why do you drink so much? And I'm like, I don't know. You know, that's, that's, you know, the the logical question. But you're right. That probably is a problem. But that's not where our minds are. And so for me, um, I, I just think it was one of those things that I allowed to stay in my life for too long. And I allowed it to become that type of a problem. But unfortunately, it's not when I think about my own mind, but I can do this with a lot of things, Wes. I can do this with, and I think you've not talked about this, but I can do this with sugar. You know, if I start eating candy, you know, it's like I want two, I want 10, I want 20 or cookies. And, and it's funny because when we talk about sobriety, I always think there's that physical sobriety and then there's that mental sobriety. So I can be physically sober, but I can still think and act like an alcoholic. And even this many years into sobriety, I can see when I'm doing it. I can see when I'm going there. I can see when my mind is starting to get on the, you know, the wheel where it's starting to ramp up. And I can just feel this pace pick up in my mind that it's a problem. Not that I'm wanting to drink or not wanting to use, that's not it, but I can see that I'm going to act that way. It's like, why are you treating me this way? Why are you doing this? Why is that your fault? And that's just the alcoholic mindset. And then it's just a problem. I can just see my mind speed up, but I also have been sober long enough that I can stop it. But when you're drinking, you don't. You know, why are people doing this to me? Why is this is your fault? Why are you? And that's, that's kind of the alcoholic mind. So, um, when we, when we think about it, there's definitely a problem because why can't I drink when somebody else can drink? Why does it affect me the way it affects somebody else? Well, there's a reason. And I don't just think it's my taste for alcohol. It's definitely a mindset thing. If I can speak in, like, I'm curious, we haven't really ever talked about this, but you know, there's lots of different opinions out there and I'm really curious about yours, but this kind of, I think what you're describing, like the word that comes to mind is just kind of comp- compulsivity which a compulsive temperament can actually be a gift in some ways because like you've gotten a lot done in your life. And so that compulsivity can drive people to do very productive things, but also like with many gifts, there's also a shadow side to it. Do you think that in your view, like the compulsivity, some people call it like, you know, where some people are predisposed to addiction is, is one belief. Like, how do you think about that? Do you think that some people are predisposed to addiction or do you think some people are just more compulsive or just how have you been able to kind of wrestle through some of those ideas with yourself? I've talked to other people here, you know, I got sober in AA. So, which is somewhat counter to the refuges program, but not completely, you know, it's truthfully a started off as a Christian program. It came out of the Oxford group. Um, There were six Christian steps that have gotten expanded into 12 and the higher power thing gets kind of muddy, but um but there's nothing bad about the program. 
you know, it does work. Obviously, like I said, it works if you work it. You know, so yeah, I get all of this stuff. And, and of course, that is described by AA as a disease. The doctor's opinion, right in the big book, they call it the disease. Um, and, and I think we have to be somewhat careful. There's definitely some a different way that my body, my mind reacts to alcohol than somebody else's. And that's just a fact, you know, because my wife drinks. I mean, and it's nothing like I drink, nothing and you know, not even close to, to what I would do. You know, she doesn't struggle with it. She'll go days without drinking. She'll have a glass of wine. It's not on my mind work. I've had people look at me and say, don't you don't you wish you could drink like a normal person? I've said, absolutely not. I want to drink the way I want to drink. I have no interest in drinking like a normal person. You know, and that's the problem. So I think when you think about, you know, when you think about this, um, compulsion, would you consider that a disease or a, um, what would you consider that in a person if they had that compulsive nature? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's interesting because I've talked to a lot of people about this and do, you know, being around the refuge for the last 25 years. I mean, I've grown up around addiction a lot. I mean, I've had my own struggles, but not, not necessarily with, with substances. Um, but I think, you know, there was an interesting book. I wish I could remember it offhand. That would be way more helpful. But it was, um, I can't remember this guy's specialty, but he was really researching the difference between disease and habit. Um, and it's hard because, I mean, there, there's tons of research out there on this, but a lot of people differ. And I honestly don't know where I land because habit can, you know, because these are behaviors. Some people will say, well, I'm doing this and I can't stop. But like, if someone gets cancer, like they can't choose to not have cancer. Someone can choose to not take a drink. But I recognize, like, I know someone hearing that might have issues with it and that's okay. But because I'm not trying necessarily push my view on anybody, but, but the reality is, is it's complicated because I think with some of this, like disease can look or, or habit can start to look like a disease. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Relational Recovery Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with part five in our conversation. We'll see you then.